and read same day. So tell your doctor, refer you to Titan MRI or call them at 672-6644 today. To Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach Steve Spurrier. The Gators have won the ball game on a bomb. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, and good morning, and welcome to our final Inside the Huddle podcast for this year. But guess what? We shall return like Douglas MacArthur. We're going to be back next fall. But we got one more show to do and a wide variety of subjects to uh, discuss today with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, yours truly, Steve Russell. Jake Hitt produces the program. And we, guys, I hope you had a great holiday. It's good to see you all again. Um, Let's obviously talk about the bowl game, Steve. Um, Virginia, I thought, acquitted itself very well in that game. But uh, Florida comes out on top. What did you see uh, from that bowl game? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Steve, it was a good win. Very good win for the uh, skaters. And uh, Virginia came to play. And one thing we all all got to realize, and uh, I sort of told Coach Fulmer at the Gator Bowl, when one of those Big Ten teams or team from any conference gets a chance to beat an SEC team, oh, it's their Super Bowl. This is the biggest game of their life. We go down there and beat the, the mighty SEC. So you're going to get their best shot. We got Virginia's best shot. We had to make some plays, had to score points, and fortunately we did that. Uh, had a few good breaks here and there. They missed a few guys that were open at times. But uh, I tell you what, we made our fourth downs, and uh, Kyle Trask and the receivers caught just about everything. So it was an excellent win. Uh, get number 11. We easily could finish five or six uh, maybe in the final poll. Well, as Coach said, it was a tremendous win, uh, the 11th win. I thought, you know, it shows shows the culture that Coach Mullen and this staff are building mm-hmm. here where a lot of the – all the seniors played. Uh, they didn't have to play. Um, you know, I thought it was cool to see Felipe Franks be a part of the team on the sidelines. A lot of schools wouldn't allow that. But, yeah, it, it, I thought Virginia played extremely hard. I thought what they did offensively, they threw the kitchen sink at us. I mean, they had a bunch of trick plays. I thought the guy uh, schemed us mm-hmm. up at times. Uh, but we made enough plays to win the game. Um, speaking of uh, guys coming back and, and all of that, um, the guy, Trayvon Grimes, going to come back. Marco Wilson now announces he's going to come mm-hmm. back. That not that also, Steve, part of the culture? Guys wanted to come back and finish out their careers here? That, and I think these players are starting to get a little bit smarter, Steve. So many kids leave early and don't even get drafted or get drafted in a late round, and then they get cut by an NFL team, and they're watching their teammates play college football the next year, and they're saying, you know, what a dummy I am. So you know, you got to be smart about that. If you're an early draft pick, first or second round, uh, you should definitely stay at your college. Uh, and then if a la- uh, later, later pick, there's no question. Stay and play that last year. Uh, in life, you only have so many years to play football. If you're guaranteed four in college, I'd almost tell everybody, play your four, unless you're an, obviously an early first-round pick. But getting back to that Orange Bowl, Steve, our fans were alive and loud uh, the entire game. Uh, I was one of those honoree guys, honoree captain and uh, Chris Long from Virginia. 
Virginia was there also. And the ovation uh, our fans gave me, I think it's the loudest I've ever had in my life. Wow. And I, I did. I sent a tweet out thanking the Orange Bowl Gators because they dang sure did their part in the victory uh, down there. Interesting. Um, Shane, look, I, I think mm-hmm. it's an individual decision for somebody to kind of go out. But I also think maybe p- part of that's what the NFL tells you. But I think a lot of these players here are thinking next year could be something special for Florida. No doubt about it. And as Coach said, I think kids are getting smarter. And if you're not going to be guaranteed first round, you may want to come back because you can play with your teammates, play for your school, get another year of football, and maybe enhance your draft status. But I think when you look at the schedule Florida has next year, a lot of good players coming back, I think they feel like they may have a chance – to play for a championship, and I think that's what everyone's goal is. Let's do, uh, you know, normally we have done things uh, during the year like team of the week and play of the week. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. um, the season is just about over. We are going to talk about the national championship game, but um, we're going to change up a little bit. We're going to do our surprise player of the year. It's brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Coach, your surprise <clears throat> player of the year. I think everybody's got to say Joe Burrow. Uh, <clears throat> last summer, I, I heard this story, Steve, that he was 200-1 to odds on winning the Heisman. Wow. After his junior uh, year at LSU. And I heard this story that his dad actually put 2000 bucks on him uh, to win <laughs> wow. uh, the Heisman. So he made 400000 That's a pretty good bet right there. That is pretty so good bet. 201 odds. So he's got to be that. But uh, locally, Kyle Trask has got to be the guy. Uh, you know, he came in when Felipe got hurt at Kentucky. At that time, we were behind in the game. And uh, Kyle made enough plays, and uh, got, we got a victory up there. And then it, it carried on the rest of the season. So Kyle Trask uh, – uh, most people thought he was a walk-on because he never played in high school hardly at all. But he's been a scholarship player here. And, and for him to come in there and his leadership and just smarts and, you know, he, he thinks and acts like a quarterback. And, and that's what I think really helped our team uh, the rest of the way. Well, it's hard to disagree with both those picks. Uh, I can't really come up with anyone else. But what Joe Burrow did this year might be the greatest uh, season from a, a college quarterback I've ever seen. He's been phenomenal when you go back and see how they played last year, played on offense. And then Kyle Trask, as you mentioned, if if Joe Burrow hadn't won the Heisman and put up the numbers that he did, I think Kyle Trask would be the talk of the nation uh, at the quarterback position because when you you never play and never get an opportunity and you kind of come out of nowhere and you lead your team to 11 victories – uh, it's a special season, and and I'm looking forward to what he see what he can do next year. And you know, it's interesting to me that when you watched Trask in the Orange Bowl, he kind of had a little bit of a slow start. But then you look up at his final numbers; he threw for 300, but it was a real mm-hmm. qu- sort of a quiet 300. But he just puts up those numbers on a consistent basis. And Steve, as you've watched him play, how much improvement have you seen in what Trask does at the quarterback position? Well, I, all we've seen him is in practice, and, uh, you know, he looks pretty good, but uh, the, the real game's when it counts. Yeah. And uh, certainly he has that little extra something, like Shane did, uh, when the game's on the line and act, the real action starts, his play elevates a little bit. So, uh, Kyle, when he got his chance at Kentucky, and, and I think he continued to get better as the season progressed. So, uh, yeah, he's – uh, these uh, Emory uh, is, is a good player also, and I think uh, Coach Mullen will continue to use the other quarterbacks a little bit here and there. 
but Kyle Trask is that reliable senior quarterback that uh, sometimes when you have those big years, that's the kind of QB you'd love to have. Um, I want to ask, too, from a player standpoint and a coach standpoint, Steve, you've been through this, when, you know, Dan Mullen's name was, you know, linked to Dallas, and now Todd Grantham's name is perhaps linked to Mississippi State, you know, in the head coaching job there that Moorhead got fired. As a coach, Steve, with your fellow coaches, Mm -hmm. is there a way to handle that? Is it a case-by-case basis? How is that done internally? Oh, you just re- look at it as a compliment. To, you've got uh, coaches that maybe other people won't. Uh, so that's just the, the way you look at it. I don't think there's a lot you can do about it unless uh, at some point it becomes a money thing. Uh, do I stay for more or go? But, uh, again, that's, that's just a compliment for both of them. Now, obviously, Todd Grantham is an assistant coach, defensive coordinator, I think probably the best in the country. Uh uh, yeah, we worried about him losing, but I, I remember when Bobby Stoops was here in the third year, and one of our fans said, Coach, how are we going to keep Bobby Stoops? His name's coming up for all these jobs. And I said, we're not going to try to keep him. <laughs> if he's good enough to get a head job at a good place like Oklahoma, we're going to shake his hand and say thanks for what you did here at Florida. Simple as that. Uh, and every head coach looks at it that way. When, one, when your assistants can go become a head coach, then uh, that's, that's what we all hope for. And from a player standpoint, Shane, I understand, you know, some players are specifically recruited by, you know, Coach X, but don't players sort of understand that phenomenon when coaches can get a better job and leave? Yeah, I mean, as Coach said, usually you pick a school these days is for a certain type of coach, the culture he has, the offense or defense that he runs. So, you know, it's it's interesting, and I, I want while we're talking about it, I want to get y'all's thoughts on this because – you know, with the new early signing period, what about the kids that signed to go play for Joe Moorhead at Mississippi right. State? You know, it seems like something should be done where those kids could reopen up their uh, recruiting process because they had no idea he was going to be fired. Yeah, I, to me, I think that's a glitch in the system. I, I, I like the uh, the way that this early signing period, because that's it's almost become signing day. But I'm right with you. If you and I, and I think too, coach, you, I don't know of another coach that would have been let go at that time. I mean, that's probably the worst time you could let a coach go because all those kids have signed, and now the ones you're recruiting, you don't know who the, even the new coach is going to be. But do you think there's is that a glitch in the system, Steve, where maybe they have to take a look at that <laughs> if a coach gets let go at this time? Well, it is unusual, the timing of it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, a coach leaves in the summer. Uh, I know Bobby Stoops resigned in the middle of the summer, uh, and all the guys that had signed with him, they were okay because Lincoln Riley and the defensive coaches, all, all of them were still there. I think that's just something that uh, happens in, in college football uh, and this was unusual, the timing right after the bowl game. But I tell you what, Steve, it's gotten to where uh, football is so important to every university, every university across the South. Now, you talk about a school that's got some problems. That's the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody likes their coach, and uh, they, they feel like they got to live with him another year. But if, if they don't do any better, he's going to be gone after two years, uh, like these guys at Arkansas and Mississippi State. And uh, to get the alumni and the boosters happy, they want a coach they believe in. And it turned out at Mississippi State, they just did not mm-hmm. believe in this guy. They had all kind of issues. And 
and the AD said, we gotta got to make a change. So I don't know what's right or wrong, but uh, I do know that at some point, everybody has to be pulling in the same direction at all these major universities, or else they've, they've got a lot of problems at that school. Shane, you're a Mississippi kid, and so you know the culture of the state. And I'm, I'm not knocking Joe Moorhead, because he may have, who knows, he could have been successful, but he knew nothing about the South. He didn't know anything about the SEC. It seemed to be a strange hire, and it didn't work out. So now John Cohen, former Gator baseball assistant, now the AD there, do you think that he goes with somebody that understands Southeastern Conference football and maybe perhaps the culture of Mississippi State and the state? Well, they're going to need to. I think a lot of factors played into this. Uh, obviously, them not being real successful in the two years under Joe Moorhead and after what Dan Mullen had been to a bowl game every year that he was at the head coach there, which is to me is, is really fascinating because that's hard to do. And then I think Lane Kiffin being hired at Ole Miss stirred the entire state up. And that's another reason why the Mississippi State money folks were wanting to make a change. Coming up, a big-time college coach apparently is going to be leaving his school and going to the NFL. We'll tell you who. Lots of questions for Coach Spurrier. Questions of the week is coming up here on Inside the Huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators come to celebrate. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue, Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. This is Jack Fine at Fine Farcash and Parla Piano. Have you been in a car accident or injured because of someone else's negligence? Let our local team of trial lawyers find justice for you. With more than 100 years of combined experience, our firm has the resources necessary to fight for people just like you. We go up against billion-dollar insurance companies every day to get you the compensation you deserve so you could focus on your recovery. Find Farcash and Parla Piano. When life changes, we're there. Offices, Gainesville. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. Well, we told you uh, a college coach uh, has gone to the NFL. Guys, Matt Rule leaving Baylor. And he apparently is going to be the new coach of the Carolina Panthers of the NFL. Hmm. So, uh, again, we, we get a college coach. He'll get a chance to see what life's like in the NFL, Steve. Well, he may do pretty well there. They've uh, they've got a decent team. I don't know if Cam Newton's going to be back full speed or not, but uh, McCaffrey, uh, he's one of the best players in the league. In fact, he was the MVP about halfway through until Lamar Jackson ran off and left everybody. But, uh, yeah, they got a decent team there at Carolina. It'll be interesting to see how they do. I think he'll do pretty well. It's, you know, if, if you're for the student-athlete, it's tough mm-hmm. because you just – Signed a bunch of kids, maybe thinking he was going to be the coach. But that I don't, I don't, I understand it's not fair. But I don't know of any other way to change that. Yeah, I don't know what the the answer is because you know coaches can leave whenever they want, but a kid can't. Now, well, I guess with the new transfer rule, you know, I, I still don't understand why the NCAA allows some kids to be eligible to play, some kids not. Uh, they need to clear that up. All right, now I'm going to talk to Coach Spurrier with his questions of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Real Gators drive Davis. Coach, we got a lot of them for you today, so okay. here we go. Uh, Belton in Orlando, what is your favorite trick play? The one that works is usually my <laughs> favorite. <clears throat> uh, looking back uh, here at uh, Florida, uh, maybe the double pass uh, that we hit against Alabama in the uh, <clears throat> 1994 SEC championship game. Uh, Danny threw a lateral out to Chris Doring, and Aubrey Hill went to, goes down like he's blocking <clears throat> and then runs a corner route. <clears throat> and uh, Aubrey uh, caught it and went out on a two-yard line, and then the next play we hit uh, Doring on a little slant uh, in that 24-23 victory. So that was uh, that was a favorite one. And uh, and then we had to screen back to the quarterback. Shane caught one against Kentucky uh, one year. That's always a pretty good one. So, uh, but you know what's interesting, Steve? Uh, every time one of these teams runs that pass back to the quarterback, they almost always hit it. You know. Yeah. And uh, so you think, man, they all do this every game. It's only one place. Like running up the middle for no gain. You try a trick play, it doesn't work. It's the same thing. So. Uh, so the moral of the story is try more trick plays. Yeah, well, it's really, we didn't really consider it a trick play, but it was a lot of people thought it was a trick play, 38 cutback, handback pass extra, mm-hmm. which, you know, you toss it back to the tailback, he hands it back. It's like a flea flicker. Flea flicker right? type, yeah. yeah. How, you, mm-hmm. When you got the pass, how many yards you get? On that? You talking about Straight. when I caught it? Yeah. Oh, it was about a 28, 30-yard. Oh, wow. Uh, I caught it behind the line of scrimmage and ran the rest of the way. Not a baby. But nobody was chasing me. <laughs> yeah, he scored on that one. That yeah, yeah, he scored on that one against Kentucky. All well, right. I'll tell you what was funny. We uh, were playing Auburn in 90, and Pat Dye was outside the tunnel the day before the game. The teams used to come in and work out in the stadium. So Auburn was in there running around. They were leaving, and somebody said, Coach Dye, I want to say hello to you. So I'm, hey, Coach, how you doing? He said, Steve, are y'all going to run that screen back to the quarterback tomorrow? <laughs> And I said, dang, we just practiced that. But now that you told me, I guess we'll we'll save it for sometime else. <laughs> he came out and asked if I was going to run it. That's and we had just practiced it a few minutes ago. That's pretty funny. Uh, Amos and Bradenton, the Redskins have hired Ron Rivera as their new head coach. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the hire, and what advice would you give him for navigating the Redskins? 
Oh, he doesn't need any advice from uh, anybody. He'll have a general manager. Uh, there's nothing wrong with going to the Redskins. I think Dan Snyder has learned he needs to stay out of all the football decisions and just be the owner. So he'll have a general manager, a personnel guy. And, uh, you know, they, I think they got a good fighting chance there. Uh, they're in the division with the Giants, uh, the Cowboys, and Eagles. So uh, if they can, uh, you know, get good players and so forth, he'll, he'll have a chance to be successful. Uh, I, I think this is Jeannie in Fort White. I saw our classy Tennessee rivals were less than hospitable when you were being honored at the Gator Bowl last week. Your <laughs> Gator Chomp response was priceless. <clears throat> you keep the Chomp locked and loaded for such an occasion. <laughs> yeah, I was able to use it at the Sugar Bowl the year before when Georgia played Texas. Uh, they had some kind of little award for myself and Coach Dooley before the game. So uh, I had a chance to give a little gator chomp to the Georgia people also. Uh, Steve, if your enemies, uh, I think in Sun Tzu's uh, The Art of War book, he says if your enemies never have anything bad to say about you, then that means you have done nothing to disrupt their way of life. So if some way I've disrupted uh, the Georgia and the uh, Tennessee and also the Clemson people, uh, I was at the ACC game uh, two years ago, uh, they gave me a good booing also. So that is actually a, a compliment. Nowhere else but in the Inside the Huddle podcast we hear a reference like that. Yep. I'm telling you. Uh, Matt in Orlando, what would you do with Jameis Winston? He has the ability to put up massive numbers, but for some reason has a propensity to throw the ball to the other team. How would you fix him? That's a good question right there. They were talking about that on the talk show radio this morning as I was driving in. Uh, he did set an NFL record for 450 yards passing back-to-back games. Nobody's ever done that. And then he also set the record with 30 interceptions, I guess, and 30 touchdowns. Yep. But uh, I don't have the exact answer except, uh, hey, don't do that anymore. Don't throw those <laughs> interceptions. You know, if you throw it way downfield somewhere and it gets tipped around, that's one thing. But you can't throw those little flats and let them pick, pick them off and go pick six like that. So he needs to really concentrate on those uh, short throws. Uh, the guy has to be open. I used to tell Shane, that flat throw, he's got to be wide open. We don't need five yards if a guy's right on his butt. You're better off tucking it and running up the middle for two yards or something like that. So he, he needs to just make sure those flat throws uh, are, are wide open. Risk-reward. Um, Harold in Jacksonville read your tweet about the greatest ovation of your mm -hmm. life at the Orange Bowl. Quite a compliment. Are there any other ovations you can compare it to that you got? Oh, I think the, the one that was right close to it was uh, when I was fortunate enough they put my name on the field here back in 2016, uh, the opening game uh, that night. So uh, that, was, that was very good also. Those two are very close. Those are my top two of all time. I can understand why, that's for sure. Philip in Atlanta, Coach, I greatly enjoyed the podcast this past year. I want to congratulate you on the success of your new venture. I want to ask if you'll be back next season on the podcast. Yeah, we're planning on it. Yeah, we're all definitely planning on being here. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a, a good group ready to go on next year's podcast. Looking forward to it. We all are. Uh, Andy in Gainesville, I know everybody's asking about your new restaurant. If you have any updates, uh, mm -hmm. can you give any? Yeah, we're uh, right on schedule. Uh, Freddie Weeby, our general manager of the restaurant. Uh, we've got a manager, Andrew Johnson. He's got uh, years of experience with the Outback uh, restaurant chain. So he's definitely ready to go. We're going to hire a chef here, and I think within several weeks, 
And the building's there. It's getting worked on. So out at Celebration Point, I think everyone knows where that is, right off uh, uh, Archer Road and I-75. So uh, we're looking forward to that uh, opening June of this year, June, July, right in that neighborhood. That's, that's going to be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah and St. Augustine, I heard you on Feinbaum recently, and when signing off, <clears throat> Feinbaum called you a podcaster. What <laughs> takeaways do you have from your first football season having a show? I know you do lots of interviews and other people's shows, but did you think you'd ever have your own? Well, I have it with you two guys. Mm-hmm. We're, we're the inside the huddle group. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's important you have several people uh, talk about sports and football, college football especially. So, uh, yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. you got to do something when your coaching days are over. And I th- think mine are probably over, although you can't ever say no completely yet. But anyway, uh, it is. It keeps you in the game. And uh, to be able to give your opinion on about some things, this, that, and the other, uh, makes it makes it fun to do. So, uh, I think we all love sports, especially college football. So this gives Shane and I, and of course you're always in it, uh, just a little extra incentive to keep up with everybody. And it's fun uh, being mm-hmm. surrounded by these two guys, I can tell you mm-hmm. that. Uh, Reese and Ocala, I heard a rumor Coach Mullen recommended Washington State to Felipe Franks. Mm-hmm. With Steve Jr. there, do you have any inside information about mm-hmm. that option? Do you think it's a good fit for Felipe? I think Felipe's going to go to Kansas now. I think everything just sort of worked out better for him there. You know, it's interesting. All these colleges have different rules for acceptance into graduate school. Uh, most of them, if you just graduate from one school, you can get in graduate school somewhere. Uh, but I think Washington State has some extra academic criteria for people, so they get very few transfers out there. But uh, Felipe, uh, I saw him down at the Orange Bowl. His uh, ankle is coming around nicely. He'll be ready to go, and uh, hopefully Les Miles and those guys will give him a good opportunity to play. I think he's a very talented young man, and uh, with repetition, repetition, I think he could be an NFL quarterback. Final one, Jake in Seattle. The Polynesian Bowl in Hawaii is a week away. What are you looking forward to the most? How will you get these young men to learn to work as a team in such Mm -hmm. a short amount of time? Yeah, this is like the old All-Star Games. Shane went with me to the Hula Bowl back in 1992. Uh, We went out there and beat the West. I think it was the East-West game uh, then. And uh, they're always fun. They really are. Get to know a new group of guys. Uh, It's the first time I've done a high school All-Star game. Uh, So I'm looking forward to it. Frank Beamer's the coach of the other team. So uh, good to have a game with Coach Beamer. But uh, they've got a lot of rules uh, that makes the game – accessible to the offense Uh, the defense can only play one coverage a three deep zone coverage uh, all the way up and down the field so there should be plenty of passing yards in this game we uh i'm getting my cover three patterns chained already (laughs) he's already know which one which ones are coming so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm going to be able to call the place for our team the guy said you're the head coach You, you have a go at it uh, coach Beamer's not really an offensive coach, so I'm sure one of the high school coaches out there will probably uh, be his play caller. Uh, but, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Out in Hawaii. Uh, that's pretty nice. Uh, anyway, those are our questions of the week for Coach. And, again, it is brought to you by Davis Chevrolet. We'll take a break, come back. Mm-hmm. We're still going to talk about the national championship game. going to look uh, ahead a little bit in the SEC, what could happen next year. Much more to come. We thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention, security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them in either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hi, I'm Mark Herman with Mark Herman Company Heating and Air. If you're a Gator fan, you know the phrase, in all kinds of weather. That can mean different things to different people. For example, when I was playing center for the Gator football team back in the early 80s, I loved hearing the crowd sing it. It meant they appreciated our hard work and were standing behind us, win or lose. Now as the owner of my own business, the meaning has changed. It means that my team and I stick behind our customers. So if you'd like to save money on your utility bill, give our team a call and see how much we can save you. 378-9422. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise. Starting at just $79 per week for after school, and as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, we thank you for listening. Our final one of this college football season. Before we go uh, any further, uh, I really want to thank um, all of you who have tuned in in whatever way you are tuning in, and uh, also to our sponsors uh, for helping us out. We really appreciate that. To Jake, our producer, who's been our producer all year long. I uh, can't tell you how much fun it is to be beside these two guys, and we're going to mm-hmm. come back and do it next year. So we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed doing it. But we got some things to do yet. Uh, I want to talk about, based on this year, guys, maybe a team that you see rising a little bit next year. So we'll do our rising team, brought to you by Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, I'll start with you. Based on you know what you see this year, team or two that could make some noise next year. Well, well, I, I'm not going to be a homer here, but I think it's the Florida Gators. I just think uh, the momentum that that they have in two years, winning ten games and eleven games, two New Year's Day bowl games or New Year's six games, I should say, 
uh, with your quarterback coming back. I think they got a lot of players coming back, a lot of good guys coming in. With the way the schedule sets up, I just think Florida has a chance to have one of those really, really magical years next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with Shane. Uh, we're all hoping and pulling our Gators uh, – We'll get all the way to Atlanta and get us a SEC championship, hopefully. I know that's the goal of Coach Mullen and the staff. And uh, even though it was a really, really good year, uh, we're shooting for bigger things, which is what uh, obviously you have to do if you're, if you're going to reach the top. Uh, other than that, uh, gosh, Tennessee did win what, seven of their last eight games somehow. They looked ugly <laughs> against them uh, in the uh, Gator Bowl game. Indiana yeah. had, had them, but Indiana had to kick a bunch of little field goals, and Tennessee came back and beat them there in the fourth quarter. But they did win a bunch of games at the end. Whether or not they can carry that momentum, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but other than that, uh, I know one team that's got nowhere to go but up, that's the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oof, so yeah. if they win a game in the conference, they've done really well next year. I, I mean, I don't know if this team's going to have a, a big presence in the national scene, but I really like what Satterfield did at Louisville. I, I think, you know, the way they played in the bowl game, I just think the the way he schemed people up offensively, I think they have a chance. Now, I don't know what side they are in the ACC. Are they on the same side with Clemson? Uh, maybe they can find a way if they aren't. Mm-hmm. to get into the uh, ACC championship. Uh, another team we've got to keep an eye on is Missouri. Uh, they hired the coach from Appalachian State, who uh, is, uh, everybody thinks is really an excellent coach. Where did they go, 12-1 or 13? 12-1, I think, this year. They lost year. one game. Yeah, they went down, beat South Carolina, beat North Carolina. So they're the champs of the Carolinas, uh, Appalachian State, and Missouri's hired him. So it'll uh, be interesting to see what they do. Uh, Louisville was mine. Oh, my that's bad, okay. No, 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 that's okay. Because I, I do think – and look, I don't know their personnel. I don't know. But where they were – now, from what I understand, Petrino left some talent there, but it was not utilized before him. And so give them a lot of credit, you know, for what they did. Here's what's interesting also, Steve. SEC, uh, I think we're 6-2 and two in bowl games right now, hoping LSU will make a 7-2. But all the East teams won. And the wow, two yeah. losses uh, uh, were Auburn and uh, Mississippi State on the west side. So speaking, maybe you can say the east is stronger than the west and, now. Speaking of Auburn, you know, I, I thought P.J. Fleck and Minnesota played an outstanding mm-hmm. game. Uh, I just don't think Auburn, personally, I, don't, I like some things Bo Nix does, but they if they can't run the football, they have no chance of winning. Uh, they're just they're limited offensively with him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at Auburn. Um, a lot's been made, guys, of dynasty. You know, New England, Tom Brady finally showing his age a little bit. What's going to happen with New England? You know, Alabama wins 10 games. Anybody else wins 10 games, that's a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. But by their standard, it's not. Steve, where do you see – do you think Alabama bounces back? I mean, they always have talent. But I guess this year the difference for them is they didn't lose anybody, I don't think – from their coaching staff, normally they lose a lot of people, but at least there'll be some continuity with the coaching staff now. Steve, as long as they recruit number one or two, or two <laughs> in the nation every year, and yeah. I think they were, what, number two in the final rankings or whatever, yeah. and Clemson was one. So the, the same schools are going to be there, those two. And then LSU was up in there with them again. Uh, so uh, Oklahoma, you got Ohio State is going to be right there. But uh, – 
Yeah, you got to creep up. Uh, Alabama's not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They got ball players all over the place, and Nick Saban and his staff do do an excellent job. And you know, they they, they tradition. They got tradition. When you're at a school with tradition, you got to play your butts off every game. Or people look at like you, man. You don't belong here anymore. You need to go play for somebody else if you're going to loaf and miss tackles and things like that. So uh, I think a lot of their guys that are coming back will play probably better this year than they did this past year. Mm-hmm. When you look at uh, – we'll do one more final segment here, and that's coaching hires. You know, with the, the coaching hires you guys think were good for their teams. Brought to you by Miapa Latin Cafe, the best Cuban coffee in Gator Country. Coach, mm-hmm. I, I, I like yours with Missouri. I, I think they and, – and isn't it funny – a lot of these coaches now that are getting hired have offensive backgrounds because that's what's winning football games now. You you got to score to win. Yeah, and generally, uh, if the head coach is an offensive guy, uh, he, he, he can hire different defensive guys. Uh, I ask people all the time of the seven SEC championships we won here in twelve years. You know how many defensive coordinators, different ones we had, Steve? You probably know, don't you? No, not top of my Shane, head. You know, I'd say four, five, five. Five different defensive coordinators won the seven SECs here. We had wow. Jim Bates. He left after one year. One year. Right, I knew so that. So we promoted Ron Zook, and then we had Bobby Pruitt come in, and then Bobby Stoops, and then John Hope. So we had five different defensive guys. But as long as your offense, your terminology stays the same, I mean, you can you, you can you, you need to be able to repeat that offense year after year, I think, for your players. And then the defensive guys, scheme-wise and so forth, I think it's a little easier for them to, to adjust. What coaching hire did you – you kind of mentioned Louisville. But, mm-hmm. And, and look, look at the SEC because now we don't even know who Mississippi State's got. Mm-hmm. Will Lane Kiffin – I mean, I know he's made an impact in your state just because of who he is. But do you think he's the right hire for Ole Miss? I think he's going to fit in well there. I think, you know, the the, the tough thing that Lane's going to have to deal with is playing the SEC West week in mm-hmm. and week out. But the way he calls plays and tries to scheme people, uh, I, I remember the one year, I can't remember what year it was, when we went, I think Urban may have still been the coach. We played at Alabama, first play of the game. He knew he was going to get man coverage, and they, they put Kenyon Drake out wide, and they ran a – slant and go with him for like a 65-yard touchdown. And, you know, Kiffin was pumping his fist before the play was even snapped because he knew he had. So I think with Ole Miss has some good young players. I think he'll be in a lot of games and he'll probably upset somebody that he shouldn't beat. But I just think he's going to stir the pot. And I think Ole Miss people like that. Everybody's pretty good now, Steve. you got to look around at West. And uh, it's tough over there, but look at the East now. You know, South Carolina, they got to beat Tennessee and Florida and Georgia if they're going to try to get into SEC championship game. So it's uh, everybody can't win. That's uh, the fans don't understand that because they all think our team is supposed to win. So it's uh, and it is important. It's important to the university. The presidents at all these SEC schools now, they know the importance of winning in football. I guarantee you, our president here, President Fox, uh, he knows the enrollment, the people that are applying to come to Florida is directly related. How's your football program? And that's just true at all the SEC schools. Coming up next, as I always say, one of my favorite segments, Chalk Talk is going to come up. Steve's going to draw a player two and tell you how it's going to work. Stay with us inside the huddle, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Gators Dockside is your Gators sports headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator sports headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Hi, this is Coach Spurrier here, and I have some great news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is coming to Celebration Point in June of 2020. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to celebrate, and there's no better place for celebrations than Celebration Point in Gainesville. With prime premium destinations like Bass Pro Shop, Nike, Palmetto Moon, and Regal Cinemas, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and amazing food. I'll see you at Celebration Point where the Gators go to celebrate. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okita America. Martial arts, academic tutoring, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Okita America has classes for all ages to teach valuable life lessons and provide plenty of exercise, starting at just $79 per week for after school. And, as always, transportation is completely free. Okita America, located at 6900 Southwest Archer Road and online at okitaamerica.com. Hurry, sign up for after school at Okita America today before spots fill up. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. Going to turn over to Coach. He does his chalk talk. Okay, Steve, uh, as we talked about a little bit uh, earlier, I'm coaching in the Polynesian Bowl out in Hawaii. Uh, I think the game is uh, a week from this Saturday. And uh, one of the rules out there is both teams have to play cover three, three deep zone, three deep, four short zone, and they have to play just about every play. So I'm going to draw up a play, uh, the seam route play that uh, Shane and all of our quarterbacks have thrown over the years and and sort of talk it out and uh, tell you where the quarterback's probably going to throw the ball, okay? Okay, first of all, uh, uh, right here is cover three. It's three deep and four short. These guys, they got the three deep zone. These guys got their area, his area, his area. He's got his area. Pretty simple coverage. Watch the quarterback break on the ball. Okay, we're going to run guys into the open area of the field. The outside receivers, they're going to get wide. They're going to sprint down the field pretty near the sideline and just sort of stop at about 20 yards right there, about 20 yards. So we got both of them, and they're stopping right there. Okay, 
All right, they're going to be ready anywhere around 15 to 20. That's sort of their, their spot. Okay, these inside release, we're getting into this area called the seam area, the seam of the, of the defensive backs. So they're, they're going deep right there. Uh, now we may put a little draw fake on to sort of keep these linebackers around, and this guy's just, he's just going to go in there and hook up maybe after a draw fake. So now the quarterback's back here with the ball. Okay. Now it's pretty simple what he has to do. Shane, where does he throw the ball? Well, you're going to eyeball the uh, safety in the middle of the field. You get a one high cover three look, and you can kind of look him off, or if he goes one way or the other, you're going to throw the ball, a high straight ball, 18 to 22 yards. Yeah. So these guys are going to be around 20, somewhere around 20. And they're running, uh, we used to say about, three-quarter to seven-eight speeds. Can't be running 100 miles an hour because it's hard to stop and catch the ball. So you're going to really sprint, get to your area, and expect the ball. Okay, the QB, like you say, he's going he's to watch this dude. If he's all back here and back here, and he's got some land here or here, he's going to just really take his step and fire it into, into that land right there. If for some reason these guys want to cheat over, and all of a sudden he's cheating over, then he, He's got to fire it down here 20 yards. Okay, let's say they're, they're all back. They're all back. They're all back. They've got, them, they've got everybody wadded off. Now that guy becomes the target. So very simply, the quarterback throws to the open receiver. We don't know exactly who it's going to be, but we're thinking it's going to be either him or him first. And then if for some reason these guys are hugging up over here, then we got to we got to go here or always maybe right back in there, so I don't know how they're going to stop that play unless they had a good pass rush. That's <laughs> so right. So, so you're going to but set uh, you're going to set records in the Polynesian Bowl, I believe, uh, with them playing cover three the whole game. We're going to try to set the all-time passing record. I don't know what it is yet, but uh, I think I've got the quarterback. And I'm not supposed to talk about it where he's committed to, so I won't say it. That'd be a recruiting violation for. He's not coming to Florida, but he's going to school in the states. The quarterback that I'm coaching. Yeah. How do you to if you're playing defense, guys? Right? Mm -hmm. How do, and if you can only play cover three, do you change? Do these guys change how they cover? How do you combat? what you're trying to do well in an all-star game i'm not sure what they're going to do but you know a lot of teams don't play just base cover three they mix in kind of stuff they're going to try to reroute your seam runners rerouting meaning get your hands on them throw off the timing of, of getting the ball in that 18 to 22 yard area you know sometimes you play one high could turn into man you get press coverage on the outside you may have a shot at go routes there but it's that you know nobody just lines up and just plays old school cover three anymore because like you said Coach is going to set records over in Hawaii. <laughs> well, they could, yeah, like Shane said, they could sort of get a guy in front of your seam route guys and not play quite as deep on the, uh, the other side over there. Make it hard for these guys to get down there. Uh, that would be something. But uh, unless the tackle falls off and takes this guy, uh, then he would be the guy that's open all day also. Yeah, it, kind of, it does kind of look like with that, pass rush is going to be the only thing to maybe mm -hmm. slow that thing down. Um, we're going to come back. And we're going to take a look at the national championship game. Look ahead next year in the SEC. Inside the huddle, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
Everyone is raving about Titan MRI. With the highest rated MRI facilities in town, Titan MRI is the place to go. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town. Joe and his staff have more than two decades of experience in Gainesville and they'll help heal thousands of athletes in the local area. At Titan MRI, the average scan time is 10 to 15 minutes, so you'll have plenty of time to get back to living a life pain-free. Don't wait. Tell your doctor to refer you to Titan MRI or call them today at 672-6644. I'm Steve Spurrier, sometimes called the head ball coach, and I'm here to tell you I got the SUV that I drive from Davis. Yeah, Coach, the word is out, and everybody is loving what's going on at Davis, Gainesville, Chevrolet, and Palm Chevrolet down in Ocala. I stopped by each of the dealerships last week and saw tremendous deals all over the place and also all over the place, orange and blue. What's that mean, Coach? If you bleed orange and blue... Davis is the place for you. Davis Automotive Group, the official hometown automotive partner of the Florida Gators. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Miami. Uh, I need the English version today, please. Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe. A proud supporter of the Florida Gators. It's football season, and you know what that means. Endless circling to find a parking spot. Not if you're on two wheels. Gainesville Harley-Davidson has the ride for you, and their 2020 lineup is one that any Gator fan would stand up and cheer for. Check out Livewire, Harley's first electric bike with seamless throttle experience. No clutch to release, no gears to run through. You just twist and go. Get in the game at Gainesville Harley-Davidson. Go to GainesvilleHarley.com. Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. So call them up today and start feeling better. That's TitanMRI.com. All right, our final few minutes here. The big game coming up Monday night, guys. Clemson and LSU. I mean, you know, a lot can happen in this game. Shane, I'll start with you. Who do you like? What do you see? Well, gosh, I think it's two really good football teams. What Clemson's done the last four or five years has been remarkable. Uh, God, two best quarterbacks in the country probably. I'm going to go with LSU just because of the SEC. I think what Joe Burrow's done this this year has been amazing. But I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm going to lean LSU, too, because the game's in New Orleans. 
I, I can't imagine what Bourbon Street's going to be like. I agree, Shane. Uh, I'm I'm pulling for LSU simply because they have not won in quite a while, and uh, SEC Joe Burrow, uh, Ed Orgeron, uh, their entire team has gone about this season as perfectly as possible as far as their mental part. They haven't had a bad game yet. They, you know, usually we all get a little cocky after a big win and have a lousy game the next week or something. But they've avoided that, and they're going to be ready to play. They're going to their their mindset has been. Let's win all of them the entire year all the way. But, you know, the, the bad part of that is that Clemson has the same attitude. They have the same attitude. When the season started, uh, they're going to, you know, 15-0 and 0 was their goal. And, uh, gosh, it's going to be a heck of a game. It really is. I can't wait to watch it. It wouldn't surprise me if Clemson wins again. wouldn't surprise me at all. They got a knack of doing it. Uh, LSU, uh, I hope, can come in there. Uh, LSU really hadn't had a – that close a game, I guess the Alabama game when they hit that long pass uh, and then they had to go move the ball again is about as close a game as they've had. Uh, Clemson's only had one close one, that North Carolina game. And then Ohio State also. So anyway, both teams can win it. I know that, and it's going to be a heck of a game to watch. it got to be the most viewed game uh, in the history of college football, possibly. Next year in the SEC – Florida, from a scheduling standpoint, taking nothing away from anybody you play because you never know what's going to happen. But the two toughest SEC road games seem to be at Tennessee early and then maybe Ole Miss, depending on how they're doing with Lane Kiffin. And then Georgia, fellas, they open the season with Virginia. And then game three, they go to Alabama. And they've got to play Auburn as their every year uh, team from the West. So as you look at the SEC next year, give me – I know Florida has a, a real chance here, but give me a team that you think may be on the rise, a team you think may be on the decline a little bit. I'll give you mine first. Um, Texas A&M is going to be the most intriguing team to me because it's, it's, thir- it's year three for Jimbo Fisher. Huge contract, making all that money – and he had, so far, let's be honest, he hasn't done much better than his predecessor, but he plays in the SEC West. So, to me, what progress do they make? Can they knock off somebody in that Western division? And then in the East, it's actually Georgia because offensively, they just weren't very good. And yet, you know, they won a bunch of games, give them a whole lot of credit for what they do. But their schedule, Virginia at Alabama, you got to play Florida, Auburn gets tougher. So those are my two. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see from the West next year what LSU does. Uh, I assume Joe Brady's going to sign for a lot of money to go back there. Heck, he may be hired somewhere else. We don't know right now. But, you know, they're, they're going to lose some of those skill guys on the outside to the NFL, and they're losing Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Miles Brennan, the backup, or some other kid that they're recruiting – can he play at a high – I don't think he can play at a level that Joe Burrow did. So I'm anxious to see how they look without him at the quarterback position. And then I do agree with you. Uh, I got two teams in the East. Is Georgia – what are they going to do? Is Fromm coming back? But even if he does come back, they just, they've been pedestrian in the passing game. Uh, Tennessee's got a lot – you know, you mention it all the time on the show, Steve, about <laughs> Tennessee. Now their fans expect them to win the SEC because they've won six or seven in a row. Yeah. But they are ugly the way they're winning. I, I still, they're a team too that they're with Jeremy Pruitt as the head coach. They're kind of 
playing that old-school SEC style on offense that he's going to have to change for whatever reason. But th- those would be my teams. But I, I think Florida, in my opinion, taking my orange and blue glasses <laughs> off, I think they're the team to beat in the East next year. Well, let's hope so. I really uh, agree about everything. You know, I was talking with Vince Dooley at that Gator Bowl thing. He was also honored. And uh, we are talking about Georgia's year. I said, I know the Georgia fans are not all that pumped up about the season you guys just had because you lost the SEC championship and this, that, and the other. But all you guys did was go 12-2. and two. You beat your three rivals, Florida, uh, Georgia Tech, and Auburn. They play all three of them every year. And they were, I don't know which one's the biggest. Hopefully we are probably. And you won the Sugar Bowl. And, and their fans are sort of down on Kirby a little bit because he didn't win the SEC. So that's, uh, that's just the mindset of these SEC fans. And, uh, you know, that's the way I think it should be, to tell you the truth. And uh, if you want to win big, uh, you gotta, you got to be a little disappointed if you don't. And uh, I think that's where we are. I think Coach Mullen and his staff say, hey, we, we've done well, but we still want to get that top thing, which is winning the SEC, of course. And, and isn't that, you know this, Steve, it's all about the starts of beating Georgia. you got to beat the Bulldogs, just like I told Shane and those guys in 1990. If we want to win the SEC, we got to beat Georgia. It's been great doing this show. It's been great hanging with Steve Spurrier and Shane Matthews. We'll do it again next year with Inside the Huddle. Thanks to Jake for producing, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYWF. See you for Sports Scene at noon. See you guys next year.